0: You're listening to the Poema Church Podcast. Thanks for joining us. We hope that this message encourages you,
1: challenges you, and inspires you to see God in a real way. For more information about Poema Church, visit poemachurch.ca. Enjoy the message.
0: I'm still recovering after the last service, I gotta tell you. If there was a day to double dip, it was today, right Jess? Jess is in this exact same seat.
1: <laughs> wow. Also, today is a palindrome. Did anybody know that? O oh, two, oh, two, two, oh, two, oh. We still haven't figured out because we're not smart enough. We still no. haven't figured out if that only happens every thousand years or not. But either way, it's still pretty. We cool. don't
0: think so, but we're not mathematicians, so <laughs> oh gosh. Maybe a hundred years. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, what a year. Twenty nineteen. Um like pastor said we launched a second church location. And not just like oh another building where there's a video message, like a full on church location that's having anywhere from 30 to 50 people every weekend. They haven't even launched yet. This is like pre just I met you in Starbucks type of scenarios. And God is moving down there. It is it is amazing. And um, you know, last year we launched City Care, which has been you know a dream for our f- our family and this team. And it was like sometimes dreams have to wait for the right people and the right time, because like Walt Disney said, a dream doesn't matter unless you've got the people. And City Care, I mean, we launched Love Day, which our whole church participated in.
1: Not only that, we partnered with over 11 organizations. And, yes. And we started three of our own different outreaches and organizations as well. So it's pretty cool. I mean, even just in 2019, what God has already begun to do. Yes.
0: And one of the things we started out our leadership journey saying, which we will continue to say for all of 2020 and 2021. And however, God gives us to be here is that if this church closed its doors today, would anyone in this city notice? And if the answer is no, we're not doing our job. And we are going to continue to pursue that goal until... This church, and we are believing for the church in general, for the body of Christ, to not be peripheral to culture, but to be the place where this city knows to run to when they need answers, when they need help, when they need resources.
1: And I will say, this isn't just about us. This is about the church in in all of Ontario. And. And Canada and God is already too, in Canada, you know? and God has already given us relationships with many pastors and many churches in the GTA in the Toronto area. And I'm still believing for pastors in the Hamilton area. If they would ever write me back, God bless them. We love them.
0: Yes, but you know what? I will say that this past week we partnered with Garside. I wasn't there, but Lino led a team that went and partnered with them with their initiative, where they go and they feed people and they have a whole system I mean they are like killing it so as much as we can come and support and partner with what's already existing you bet we will be doing that but city care is like just getting started like it is just the tip of the iceberg with and we're going to get into that in a little bit uh we launched the table groups you know we've been doing small groups for a long time and uh The table, the concept of the table, if you haven't heard our series on the table, you should go back and listen to it because it is a key culture value point for Poema Church. And that is the fact that we think Jesus meets people in church in a church service. But Jesus spent the majority of his ministry around a dinner table beside a well on a hillside on a mountaintop. on on the shore with the fishermen and just breaking this mentality that Jesus is confined to these four walls because that is the biggest lie that the enemy has projected to keep the church completely ineffective. And so we launched the table groups as small little gatherings every week around a dinner table. And um, it really reshaped the way that we looked at church and we will continue and expand this moving forward in 2020.
1: And the cool thing is, is we thought when we started this, it was just for this house. And uh, we have about five or six different yes. friends all over Canada, all over the United yep. States who have started table groups because yes. they saw what God was yes. doing through our groups yes. here.
0: So I'm going to open us up with a scripture and then Pastor Matt is going to take it, but Proverbs 29, 18 in the message today says this, if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves, but when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed.
1: And so a few weeks ago during our uh, New Year Same You series, I talked in week two about vision, so if you want more about vision, we're not going to get too detailed today, Uh, But you can go back and listen to that. But vision has a value. And so God has given us a word to gather around this year. Uh, It's it's a word that I believe is going to prophesy into the future of the church in 2020. And, you know, when we say it's for the house, that also means it's for your house. It bleeds and it reflects into your house. It, It reflects into your family. It reflects into your businesses. It reflects into your lives and so I believe that this word that we're gonna gather around this year is going to be vital to what God is going to bring in the future as well. And, and a lot of times when we talk about vision, we, we think about what we can see in front of us, right? A lot of times, sometimes maybe we can't see very good and so we have to go to the optometrist and get some glasses. I have glasses that I don't ever wear. That's why a lot of you are blurry at the moment. <laughs> believe in God for context this year. Uh, but a lot of times when we talk about Vision, we think about what we can see in front of us, but what you can see in front of you, what you can see through your physical eyes is actually sight. Vision is what you can see with your eyes closed. And so vision is is most valuable, and without one, as the, the passage that she just read says, without one, people will stumble all over themselves. And as I think about that, I think about the movie, and my son has been playing hockey at an ungodly hour every Saturday morning. And uh, if I stumble over my words, it's because I had to leave my house at 6.30 yesterday. But my son loves hockey, and so we started getting into the Mighty Ducks movies. Come on, does anybody remember the Mighty Ducks movies? Quack, quack, quack. They were quacking in the first service. It's pretty funny. But I I think about the Mighty Ducks. I think about Mighty Ducks. I think about D2. I think about D3. And everybody has their own favorite. Uh, but I think about the Mighty Ducks, and before Coach Bombay showed up on the scene, the team was literally stumbling all over themselves. Yeah. But when he came and when he instilled things and when he put things and gave a vision, the vision was this, and I got a picture of it. It might take a second. The Flying V, right? Does anybody remember the Flying V? Come on, it was that one thing where it was like, this is the coolest thing ever, and then hockey players are like, this is so stupid. Right? <laughs> but it took Coach Bombay to come in and have a vision for the flying V. But in order for that vision to happen, it took a team to gather around and to become a willing vessel to do the vision of the coach. I think that... A lot
0: of times we think that we are the coach for our own lives. We live as the coach for our own lives and we make these plays and then they fail and we blame God. But if you track back and you look and you say, God, was this your play or was this mine? And what God needs and, and, to be completely honest, you are not the coach. We are not the coach. He is the coach. And his plays are the ones that work because he sees the big picture. He's got, he knows from the beginning, from the end. That's the type of person that I want calling the shots for my team. You know what I'm saying? But the question I want to ask you is in 2020, is God going to have to find another vessel? Because God wants to work through us. He, he, that's the way he chose. He gave us a free will, unfortunately, so we can destroy ourselves and others. Okay? That was sort of the, the flip side of this. But on the other side of it, when we willingly participate in the plays that he is calling, that is when we see victory in our lives. And the thing about vessels is... If we're a vessel, a lot of times there's a bunch of stuff sort of shoved in there that God didn't put there in the first place. And so what we have to do is we have to start emptying ourselves out of all of the things that God did not put there in order to make room to be a part of what he is doing right now. We just finished 21 days of fasting and prayer. Congratulations. It is over.
1: Um, You made it and you're all five pounds lighter at least? Yes,
0: yes. Last year,
1: I lost 10 pounds in one week.
0: Wow. I wish. And, and he gained, you gain it all back the next week, right? Because that's how it works. But that is such a beautiful picture. You're literally physically emptying your body for a season, and you're making room for what God is going to do. And that is really what we just went through. But there's a scripture, Habakkuk 2, verse 2. And I never saw this until I saw it in the message. God's talking and he says, write this, write what you see, write it out in big block letters so that it can be read on the run. The vision message is a witness pointing to what's coming. And so I want to say this, that a vision from God is not something for you to get into your vessel and then wait for God to do something about it. Vision is designed to activate you to get you moving. This scripture says, make it so clear so that when you're on the run, you can still see and focus what you're running for. Paul calls this a race. We're running the race. This is not a sit still and passively wait for miracle bombs to drop from heaven. This is something we talked all last year about. We're going to keep Talk, God empowers people who are moving, people who are participating, people who are actively running with the plays that he is calling.
1: And so I think about uh, our transition service, I believe it was June 2nd. Last year, 2019, June 2nd, uh, the transition service uh, for us to become lead pastors. And it was that very next week. It was June 9th uh, in the earlier service at 1010 10 a.m., that god actually gave me a word and this is the note that i actually had in my phone and i, I for, completely forgot about it until a, a couple months ago this is the note that i had in my phone and this was from june 9th 2019 at ten ten. it says 2020 vision and the word that god gave me was lift you say well lift that's not a very exciting word that's not like power boldness strength it's like lift and god simply said to me he said Lift our hands, lift our heads, lift our eyes, lift our city, and lift our voices. And so I began to think about that. And, and, and from June up until last week, I was like, God, is this really what you want us to stand around? Is this really what you want us to stand on? And so in, in my own natural mind, I try to figure out, like, why lift? Why is it lift? So clearly you go to Webster's Dictionary. And you try to find all the meanings for what God is saying. And so this is what Liv says in the dictionary. It says, raise to a higher position or level. Move one's eyes or face to face upward and look at something or someone. To move upward or to be raised. To pick up and move to a different position. If you didn't figure it out, We picked up and moved to a different position in Orlando, Florida, but I believe that the word for us is that eventually God will give us a building and we will be able to pick up and move to wherever God is going to have us in this city, to raise a person's spirits or confidence, to encourage or cheer, a feeling of encouragement or increased cheerfulness, an elevating of influence, an elevation of the spirit. And then the common one that we all know, an act of lifting. And I was like, man, I was reading through. I was like, yes, yes, Lord, I believe it. Yes, yes, yes. And then it was this past week as I was sweating my butt off in the gym, on the bike, all by myself with my ear, my AirPods in. and, And I was just like, I heard a voice and God said, no, no, no. That's not what I mean. And he said, the act of lifting. And this is what. Webster says, it gives a definition, it says, weightlifters attempting a particularly heavy lift. And so God showed me at the gym, and I'm like, God, yes, I believe all these things. This is what it is. And he said, no. In 2020, you need to lift repetitive weights, increasing your weight levels as you go, so that When the weight comes in 2021, you will be able to carry what I have for you. See, this isn't just because we go to the gym. This has nothing to do with it. As you can see, it clearly came in June. I didn't start going to the gym until four weeks ago. I know these weightlifting analogies, they're coming every week. But it has nothing to do with that.
0: Hear the voice of the Lord,
1: man. But God said, you need to lift weight. We're going to lift weight. We're going to lift our city. We're going to lift each other. We're going to lift the lives of those in the house. We're going to lift our voices to become louder, to become uh, proud of what God has done over the last 20 years. He said, just you wait and see. If you can lift in 2020 and you can change your max, your reps, change your weight as you go, just you wait and see what you will be able to lift come 2021.
0: Amen. And to be completely honest, I, when he told me about this word lift, I too was not really buying it for a long time because I just felt like I thought of it like, you know, to encourage and to raise up. And those are really amazing things, but it didn't resonate with me as like, this is it. And, um, you know, my mom always taught me that if God reveals something to your spouse, you can trust him to reveal it to you too. And you wait until you get that. Because God, we don't just blindly walk around like, whatever you say. We get to hear it for ourselves. And so, funnily enough, last week on Monday... I had my...
1: It was the same day that I got the... I got yeah, the same, he
0: he had gone to the gym that day, and that night, he didn't tell me anything about what happened. We just didn't have time, kids, you know. And I have my first meltdown of 2020. Like, I'm talking in the dark, crying my face into the pillow, like I'm done. And this year is, like, just getting started. <laughs> and I don't do that a lot, Um It actually was pretty prophetic. And I looked at him and I said, it's like I'm at the gym and I have these dumbbells in my hands and God's saying, come on, three more. And I just want to throw them on the ground and say, I can't do this. I can't carry this. This is too much for me. I can't lift the weight of what he's putting on me and he goes well that's funny
1: and I actually as she's bawling her eyes out I start laughing at her as any loving husband would do right yeah
0: yeah he and he goes that's funny because you know how I've been talking about the word lift for 2020 and I'm like yes I still don't think I like that (laughs) Uh, he goes, you know, I was at the gym today, and the Holy Spirit said, you're looking at this all wrong. I'm talking about lifting weight. And I just got, like, gobsmacked in the face. And all of a sudden, everything made sense because this has been what I've been going through for all of 2019, prophetically not knowing That this is spiritually what God was going to call this church to do was to increase our capacity, to increase our threshold, increase the amount of weight that each and every one of us can carry. And, you know, in January, when I first started in 2019, the littlest bit of weight felt like it was too much because I wasn't conditioned. And over the year, as I was met with challenge after challenge, what I can do now is laughable in comparison to what happened in January. And here's the thing. (laughs) I love you. It's all because of you, sister. Jordan is the one that came to me and said, you really need to like get this area of your life. I'm gonna help you. God bless friends. Wounds from a friend better than kisses from an enemy. Amen? But here's what I want to do. I want to paint a picture of the benefits of lifting weight. So I interviewed my trainer, and I said, I need your help for my message on Sunday. I need you to give me the main benefits of lifting weight. And so I'm going to read these to you. And as I do, I want you to see this way beyond the physical. I want you to see this in the spiritual emotionally, okay? So here's the main benefits of lifting weight. Bone health and bone density. You think you're just lifting weight for your muscles, but your bones are actually getting stronger. Uh, Improves everyday daily functions, walking, standing, sitting, um, going upstairs, all of that stuff. Uh, Increases your metabolism. You can start to Process food quicker and easier. Okay, you process things quicker and easier. Not like three week meltdowns or spinning spirals that you come out of every three months. You process quicker. Okay, you work at a higher level in the gym so that there is an ease in your everyday life. Many of us struggle in our everyday life. And this is the year God is going to teach you. He's going to, there's a little saying that everyone says, God will never give you more than you can handle. Yes, he will. (laughs) Because what you think you can handle and what he knows you can handle are two completely different things. I was crying on Monday going, God, I can't handle this. And here he never lifted it. Here I am, still the lead pastor of this church, still have the same amount amount of money in my bank account. He didn't alleviate anything from me. He said, yes, you can. Yes, you can. And I want to tell you that there is going to come an ease about what God has called you to do when you go through those storms, those struggles, those moments where you feel like you're being crushed. It hasn't taken you out yet. You're still here you're still alive, you're still breathing, which means that it hasn't been too much. I know it's felt like too much, but those are the moments that God uses to strengthen us. Let's see what else. We purposefully put our body through stress to eliminate stress. We think that running away from stressful situations is going to help us be less stressed. But the picture in our physical body is that you actually put your body under stress to eliminate stress. That is why God works through hard times. That is why God works through difficulty and difficult situations because he knows that he's actually eliminating worry and doubt and fear and all of these things through these situations if we let him. This is a cool one. Creating micro injuries to teach your body how to recover. If you never are hurt, you will never know how to heal. If you never had any sort of pain or difficulty, you would never know the feeling of being healed. See, when we go through things, when we hit those moments like Monday... Those are like micro injuries. They're small injuries that God allows because he is teaching us how to, by faith, recover. By faith, trust him. If you have everything you need and everything that you want, why would you need to trust your father in heaven? This is like a perspective shift. Gives us more energy, it's the fastest way to tone, Lose weight. You want to lose excess weight in your life, things that don't really matter? Start lifting up other people. Start carrying the weight of lives. Start carrying the weight of the calling that God's put on your life. And all this extra stuff that doesn't really matter, you won't have time for it anymore. And it melts away. And I want to, do, I want to just give you a picture that... My trainer also, this is his contribution to, it might take a second because we're overloading our system today. So here is the journey of muscle growth. This is our expectation. (laughs) We just think that because God's in it, it's smooth sailing. And nothing in the world works like that. This is the reality. There is valleys, there's pits, there's storms. I want to thank Pastor Mike Cornell for this beautiful image. Because this is the reality. And this is a picture of this year. We're not promising bump-free roads we're not promising pits that you're gonna feel like how do I get out of this but what you can know is that on the other end by the end of this year what felt like it was gonna crush you in January you will be lifting as a warm-up by December I'm declaring that I know you may not think it but that is what God wants to do amen
1: I'm going to read from Psalm 40, and this is kind of the scripture that we've kind of centered this whole thing on. In Psalms 40, Psalm 40 in the Passion Translation says this. He stooped down to lift me out of danger from the desolate pit I was in, out of the muddy mess I had fallen into. Now he's lifting me up into a firm and secure place and steadying me while I walk along his ascending path. A new song for a new day rises up in me every time I think about how he breaks through for me. Ecstatic praise pours out of my mouth until everyone hears how God has set me free. Many will see his miracles. They'll stand in awe of God and fall in love with him. And so going into the first thing, we're going to break this down over the next few minutes. And we only have a few minutes left. But we're going to break this down over the next few minutes into four sections. And all of these kind of came from what God originally showed me back in June. And the first one is this. We're going to lift our eyes, lift our heads, and lift our hands. If we could simplify that, it's simply we're going to lift our faith. We're going to lift our faith in this year. We're going to lift our eyes to him when we don't feel like we can do it. We're gonna lift our hands when we feel like we're too tired to go anymore. We're gonna lift our heads and look up to him and trust that what he has and his plan that he has for us in this year is exactly what we need, the right time, the right moment. And we're gonna lift our faith to a greater level in this year. Matthew 22 says this, Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. See, growing spiritually, we're going to strengthen our faith. We're going to trust in God. We're going to surrender our plans. We're going to surrender our purpose and vision to his plans. Letting him be the coach, Bombay, that we need. And I love that jacket. If anybody ever sees it, let me know. I want to buy it. But in other words, we're going to lift our eyes. We're going to surrender to him, which is vision. We're going to lift our heads surrender our plans. We're going to lift our hands and surrender to him in this season. And we're going to talk about some practical ways that we're going to do that.
0: So one of the keys in following Christ is not everything happens in a salvation prayer moment. Okay. Just like in a, in a wedding ceremony, when a couple says I do, that's not the hard part. That's like the easy part. The hard part is if you're married or in any sort of long-term relationship, you know, okay? But what we want to do as a church is equip everyone to be able to grow spiritually, to be able to increase your faith, increase your trust, lift the weight of faith and trust and grow and max your capacity in these areas. So what we've created is a discipleship process for you to go from following Jesus and having the sum total of that being coming to church on Sunday and really be transformed into Christ likeness. That is the point of what we're doing here. So for some of us that have been here for a long time, This is just going to be like, makes sense to you. And for those of you that are new, that haven't even made a decision to follow Jesus, we are not just assuming that everyone's going to get things just by being here or being around. We want intentional growth. So we are launching Next Steps, which is an online course broken down into the way, the truth, the life, and the culture. And basically what we are going to do is everybody that's currently a part of our church family is going to take it from the comfort of a coffee shop, your own home. The kids can be running around, whatever you need. It's an online course. And this is going to help all of us to really have an understanding of what we're doing here. Okay, what's the point of all of this? And it's going to help you to be able to answer questions a lot better than just, well, I don't know, maybe come to church on Sunday. You know what I mean? There's so much more than that. And then in the future, for any any new people that are coming, we can just have a really simple way to help them get step one of what's happening here. Step two is Poema College. So Poema College, uh, many of us are alum of Poema College But there's four pillars. There's lifestyle. There's Bible, theology, and leadership, which we will have available year-round starting in April so that at any point, whoever is coming in at any point will have an opportunity to take next steps and then jump into a college setting where you're getting weekly input outside of a Sunday into how to properly... Listen, if you went to the gym and had no idea what to do and just started lifting weights, you will injure yourself, okay? We want to prepare people for success in following Jesus, okay? We come in, people come in, they start like tearing down demonic strongholds and all this. It's like, whoa, let's just like simplify this a little bit. Step three would be serving in ministries. And I want to tell you this right now. We're going to do a series. We're going to do a whole campaign. This is a psychological fact. Participation is the catalyst for change. Okay? This is a psychological fact. Nothing to do with Jesus. Picture God as the maypole. Okay? Okay? Healing, freedom, happiness, alleviation of stress, and everything happens in doing the maypole dance, not in sitting at home thinking about the maypole. I'm telling you right now, online church is a psychological failure because it is participation in community, in what God is doing that actually brings you freedom healing transformation and growth and serving and now going into 2020 we have so many opportunities kids may not be your thing but if kids is your thing help us in kids ministry (laughs) but there's city care and there's all of these ways that you can be a part we want to partner with you this isn't just about having you know we don't want butts in seats on a sunday No, we don't want that, but not because we don't want it, because it's not good for you. It's good for you to participate. It's a part of your discipleship journey. Amen? And then number four is being a part of a table group, which we're going to get into in the next section.
1: So the next one, number two, is we're going to help lift one another. We're going to lift one another. John 13 says, a new command I give to you to love one another. As I have loved you, so that you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. This is a season that we're going to be helping lift each other's burdens. We're going to be there for one another. We're going to build community. And this is, you know, we're not going to get into detail about community. The importance of community, you can go back to our podcast and listen to last week's message about the importance of community. Uh, But this is a season that we're going to help lift one another, whatever you're going through, whatever situation you're in. And the best way that we can do that is through our table groups.
0: So the table was something that last year kind of revolutionized the way we thought about community. And the table was that recognition of how much work Jesus does around a table. And so we started these weekly dinner groups because everybody has to eat. Okay, so there's no excuse. Everybody has dinner at some point in the day, uh, which was a trick. We tricked you. <laughs> um,
1: and we didn't do them during the fast because that's just torture.
0: Yeah, it is. I mean, veg chili every week. Am I right? Anyways, what we're doing this year is we are launching table groups. They will run year-round. There will be some seasons where they will go to weekly, some seasons where they will be weekly, But every table group leader is going to be an elder team or a pastoral team within our church community. And this is going to be an awesome adjustment because in order for this church to grow, Matt and I, we aren't even equipped to be the the mother and father. We aren't equipped to fill the shoes of my parents, our senior pastors. We haven't lived that much life We have two small children at home, but God has given us incredible leaders who are fully equipped to be there. And can I just say the biblical definition of an elder is not just someone who sits in private meetings. The elders were the ones who took care of the people. And there's been a mindset because we've been a small church that we're supposed to be doing everything for everybody. And we're gonna make that shift this year, and our table groups are gonna turn into small little churches in and among themselves where you're gonna have leaders who will be there for you. People you can call. These are the people. If you ever wondered, who do I call? You're never gonna have to wonder that ever again because our table groups are gonna be there to provide support and leadership for your life. And in tandem with that, we are so excited to announce the launch of Poema Care. So last year we launched City Care, which is devoted to taking care of our city. But as the scripture says, Jesus said to love one another. And by the way you treat one another is the way people will know that you're disciples. So Poema Care is specifically designed To meet the needs physically, emotionally, spiritually, mentally of our church family. Back in the church in Acts, there was no such thing as millionaires and poor people. Scripture says they brought everything that they had. And the people who had a lot brought it for it to be dispersed for the people who had a little. And what that was, was it created a unity in the community that we have not seen. We have not seen that. And so Poema Care is going to be everything from you need marital counseling, you need prayer, you need a hospital visit, you need a meal train, you need somebody to talk to, you lost your job, and you have no work, and you go for a month without income, there's no such thing as you having no food, okay? Poema Care is there for you, we have grocery gift cards, we have whatever you need, And we are believing that this church will be a storehouse and a place that not just the homeless people, we're taking care of the homeless, but we can't have people within our own walls suffering and not being there to take care of one another. So that's launching along with the table groups, and we're so
1: excited about that. Yes. So you say, well, who are the elders? Who are the pastors? Who are the leaders? Uh, we're going to introduce them to you right now. And if you're in here and you know, uh, as soon as we call your name, just stand up so that people can recognize who you are. And uh, so we're going to go through the elders. And uh, right now we're going to introduce Nate and Sherry Rozon. And they're actually not here at the moment. They're taking care of their sick kids. But Nate and Sherry Roson, uh, will are elders. Bon and Elsa Muller, if you're still in here. Bon and Elsa. Yeah. I don't know if I see her at the moment, but Jessica Barhuma was here in the first service, so she's an elder. Mm -hmm. We have Tyler and Sharon Johnston. We have Robin and Rob Vandewater. And Simon and Suze Hanvey. So, those are your elders. Uh, Little do you know that they meet with us very frequently. And uh, there you go.
0: We're not doing this alone. No. Just
1: telling not you right chance. now. So now we're going to uh, talk about all the different leaders of different ministries and areas. Uh, again, we have Nate and Sherry Roson, who are our Connect directors. Let's give it up for them. We have our City Care directors is Lauren and Jordan Crandall. You can stand up, Jordan. We need you to stand on, up. George. We need you to stand up. Right. There she is over there. Laura! Hiding. Hiding in the back row. Uh, we have our Poema Kids pastor, Sharon, Pastor Sharon Johnston. And they're actually taking care of uh, your kids right now, but junior youth and young adults pastors, Pastor Josh and Laura Hanvey. And then our director of Poema College, Robin Vandewater. And then, as you know, we launched Brotherhood last year, and we've taken off a little break, but we're getting ready to start it up again very shortly. And so we're so excited about what God is going to do through the men of this house in 2020. And uh, I felt like it was time for me to, to to get it off my chest and get it off of uh, my workload. And so today we're announcing our new Director of Brotherhood, Simon Hanvey.
0: And of course, his partner in crime, in life, and everything. I think at our last Sisterhood Dreams Getaway, it was so evident who has the heart for this ministry and for women and calling them to live the God purpose in their life. So, Suze Hanvey is our new Sisterhood Director. Crushing it. And these last two, uh, they're very dear to my heart. This ministry uh, between myself and my sister, we oversaw it for probably 15 years. And uh, I knew when this transition happened that God was going to show me who was going to not replace me, but surpass me by like a million percent with a heart and a vision for this area and this team moving forward. And honestly, I'm so, so excited for them. And so would you please welcome Mike and Diana Gorda, your new worship directors.
1: So we have just two more things. We're going to be done very shortly. I know everybody's getting hungry. Uh, but the third one is this. I'm, I'm hungry. The third one is this. We're going to lift our city. We're going to lift our city. Matthew 25 says, for when you saw me hungry, you fed me. When you found me thirsty, you gave me something to drink. When I had no place to stay, you invited me in. And when I was poorly clothed, you covered me. When I was sick, you tenderly cared for me. And when I was in prison, you visited me. Then the godly will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty and give you food or something to drink? When did we see you with no place to stay and invite you in? When did we see you poorly clothed and cover you? When did we see you sick and tenderly care for you or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them, don't you know? When you cared for the one of the least important of these, my little ones, my true brothers and sisters, you demonstrated love for me.
0: Amen. And that really is the basis and the heart behind City Care. You know, we can't call ourselves followers of Jesus and not feed the hungry and clothe the naked and take care of the sick. It is of utmost priority to this church. And I pray this year It is of utmost priority to you that you make room in your life to stay connected to the reality of what this city and humanity is going through around us. And we will do our best as a church to equip you to constantly be in touch with the reality of, because God doesn't show us the darkness so that we can go, wow, it's really dark. He shows it to us because we are the light we are the solution we are the hands and feet so this year city care is just getting started we are doing three major city care events this year starting with our city care golf scramble All of the funds, it is a fundraiser. All of the funds raised are going to outside organizations that we believe in that we're going to support as well as supporting our own hit the streets ministry and our own outreach projects. We are doing Love Day once again, which our whole church family is going to participate in. We partnered with 11 organizations last year on Love Day. And we are lastly doing the free family market as its own event this year, which we're just (laughs) going to get as much. That is just for the front half of the year. That doesn't include the fall and winter and and everything like that. But um, we will continue ongoing outreach all throughout the year that you can participate in at any point and be a part of And one note that we have in here in our notes is lift our city slash world. And we're very excited. We're ironing out the details. But we are in the process of planning our very first international missions trip for Poema Church.
1: And then number four, and this is the last one, is we're going to lift our voice. Psalm 40, again, we're going to read this, verse 3, a new song for a new day rises up every time I think about how he breaks through for me. And I didn't say this in the first service, so you guys are getting like the extra. I believe that God is going to give us and lift our voice through worship this year, through writing our own songs, and, and releasing our own songs, and... I believe that he's just going to bring new, new, a new voice, a fresh voice that will go all over the world. And this, this isn't my vision. This is, this, God gave this vision to pastors years and years and years ago, and I believe that this is the start of it. This is the time. The time is now for this. It says, ecstatic praise pours out of my mouth until everyone hears how God has set me free. Many will see the miracles. They, they'll stand in awe of God and fall in love with him. Each and every one of you has a voice. Each and every one of you has a story. Each and every one of you has come through something and are stronger on the other side. Maybe some of you are new. Maybe some of you have been here for years. Little do you know that you have ex-drug ex dealers sitting in the front row who now are successful business owners little do you know that there are people in here who were couch hoppers didn't have a place to call home and now they're feeding people and they have a beautiful family god is going to use you and he is going to lift your voice to a greater level and a greater capacity not just what he's done in the past few years, but what God has done over the last 20 years. That he will lift your voice, that you won't be ashamed of some of the mistakes of the past. That you won't be afraid of what people think, but you will know that your story someone needs to hear. And so as you came in, maybe you noticed that there was church merch out there. We've got our own Poema merch now. Again, it's not just about merch. This is about lifting our voice and being proud of what God has done over the last 20 years and letting a city that is looking for hope know that there is hope, that he is changing them and making them into a masterpiece. And so we based everything around that thought, that idea, but that we will lift our voice that we're proud and excited of what God is doing. See, now that we understand the vision, it's our job to represent Jesus in a way that people have never experienced him. A lot of people have grown up in some form of religion, maybe Catholicism, maybe something else, maybe hating church altogether. But I believe it is our job to lift our voice and to represent God in a new way that people have never seen that people have never experienced and people have never heard of. And I believe that if we represent him in the right way, it'll be hard to find a seat in this place. It's not just about the merch, it's about lifting our voice. We can all have the vision, but it takes people to run it run with it if you don't run with it this this day doesn't matter it's just another day it will take you to say i'm in i'm all in i'm ready to fight through the last few reps that seem impossible i'm ready to keep pushing when i feel like giving up i'm ready to take what god has and what the future will hold for my life and for this house and for this city. So I just want to pray for you today. God, we thank you so much for who you are. We thank you for your presence in this place. We thank you that you love us, that you'll never give up on us, Even when we make mistakes over and over and over again, you will always love us. You will always care for us. Lord, let us grab hold of what you have for 2020. Let us not fake it, but let us become stronger. I believe this year you are conditioning us to take on the weight of those who will come through those doors, to take on the weight of the city, to take on the weight of those around us. Lord, that we would lift our eyes, lift our head, lift our hands, and have greater faith in you, greater confidence in you. Lord, that we would be able to lift each other through our table groups. Lord, that we would be able to lift our city, lift this world, and that you would raise our voices in confidence in faith and strength that we would be able to tell people about you and about what you've done in our lives. So Lord, we praise you. We thank you. We are so looking forward to these next few months. We are so expectant for what you will do. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us.
0: We hope that this message encourages you,
1: challenges you, and inspires you to see God in a real way. For more information about Poema Church, visit poemachurch.ca.